Hi, everybody. This is your Keeper speaking. Thank you so much for tuning in yet again to A Horror Borealis and for taking some time out of your week to spend with us here in Revenant, Alaska. First of all, I want to apologize for the irregularity in our upload schedule recently. Um, I know that I promised a few times that we would keep having content for you regularly, and then that didn't happen a couple times, and for that I am very sorry. Uh, a couple things have been popping off in my personal life lately, and that's made it a little bit difficult to get episodes up and uh, ready for y'all, even when we have been able to record, which has not been regularly. So thank you so, 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 so much for your patience and your understanding. Um, it's a wild time for everybody. And quite honestly, sometimes we just aren't able to make it to the table at a time when all of our brains are actually working. I have uh, not stopped being employed this entire time and the nature of my work necessitates a lot of mental and emotional energy from me sometimes, now more than ever, so it's hard for me to spin stories that are worth anything. <laughs> but that having been said, um, I did just want to take a moment to say I am so touched by a lot of the feedback we've gotten recently, uh, both on episodes that we have managed to make. There was some really, really wonderful just uh, commentary, I guess, from folks on the Time After Time finale, which we were so glad to hear. That was an episode that we really worked very hard on, and um, a lot of love and care and consideration went into that, and I'm really glad that it was so well received. Ryan did an amazing job with the audio on that, and I think it really made it something very special. And then also I wanted to give a huge shout out and thank you to everybody who has been listening to AHB 76. That's a lot of fun. I really love where it's going. Um, we have another episode of that coming up for you next week, and hopefully that story will be able to wrap up soon. After it does, uh, I hope you let us know if you want to see more of it. I have had such a blast playing with these folks and bringing some new insights into our world and some really fun characters and a new perspective on things. And if you haven't checked those out yet, uh, I hope you do so and I hope you enjoy them. This week, we are back in the saddle with Summer Frights, <laughs> bringing you... Um, one of our more chaotic entries in the series, and if you are a regular Summer Frights listener, you know I don't say that lightly. I really don't know what else to say about it. I think it's just going to have to speak for itself. So on that note, uh, <laughs> the role of Howie is played by Andrew Giada, who also composes our theme music. The role of Jeremy is played by Tim Warner. And the role of Betsy is played by Addison Peacock. I'm your keeper. Our sound design is by Ryan Bolter, as always. And um, I think that's all I've got for you today. Next week, we do have an episode coming up, but I will be um, on vacation when we release it. And by vacation, I mean sleeping in a tent as far away from my work phone as possible. I hope you have a great time. I hope you enjoy the mm, story that we put together for you this week. And I really, really hope that you keep sticking with us while we uh, move forward into whatever the next chapter of Horror Borealis is going to look like. I promise we will be returning to the main plot line. We are not just going to leave you all hanging there. There will be a winterlude coming as soon as we can make one happen. Thank you so much to the One Shot Network for having us, and enjoy the rest of the show. Bye!
anyway, this is the classic flavor we're bringing you, the the vintage Horror Borealis Redux option as we slide into the recording <laughs> studio today. And I find that only fitting because what we are returning to is the vintage world of Horror Borealis itself, circa the 50s. It's another summer uh, fright. Uh, uh, other summer frights. So well, 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 oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's been a while since it's, we've done that, but uh, it's I just, missed it. Yeah. It's been a while. You could just sort of truncate the sentence Remind there. Remind me, um, this might sound like a really silly question, but does Betsy have a character voice? <laughs> uh, no, I think she has sort of an affectation, which is just that, like, you speak very, uh, I would like, say, like, bouncy bouncy yeah. confident when you're betsy but she doesn't have yes. like a voice it's just sort of a, no i didn't think she did a manner I didn't of speaking think she did she's also like the only one who uses 50s slang accurately <laughs> that was a strong decision <laughs> so yeah i'd like to sort of just very briefly recap the summer frights lore up to this point because uh like you said it's been a minute this is mm-hmm. summer frights five actually which is Ooh. very cool and fun Five-year uh, so, anniversary of Summer fr- Frights. Is th- what? Never mind. What? <laughs> you could tell me what literally anything about the timeline of anything right now, and I would uh-huh. believe you. I would just be like, what oh, year is it? Every every episode of Summer Frights is just a, a year. Did we ever say that? No, we never said that. that no, was, we never said no. that. It's all been one summer. <laughs> it was just a bad, misunderstood goof. That I did wrong badly. Uh, it's stressing me out. <laughs> um, Summer Frights 1, original flavor, slime monster in the woods. Summer Frights 2, electric boogaloo. Um, that was the, the one shot, one kill maneuver from <laughs> Betsy in the diner. Pretty oh God, incredible was it really? stuff. Very challenging material. Summer Frights 3 was, uh, it came from Otter Space with the Kushtaka in the lake. Summer Frights 4, Silence of the Hams, I think is what we actually <laughs> called it, uh, was in the, the like, government facility with all the men in black. Uh, so this brings us to Summer Frights 5. Now, this is interesting because the stakes took a somewhat more dramatic turn at the end of the last one, but I would like to get back to that sort of, like, very silly, campy tone, which I think this will allow itself to do. But in order to get that out of the way, we're going to have to make some establishing world decisions. So at the end of last one, for example, um, we did sort of have Lillian confront the fact that her father is, like, a horrible, evil government <laughs> agent man who yeah, was trying sure to kill did. all of her friends. Um, so yeah. I was thinking, and you all can sort of help come to this decision together, Maybe Lillian is, like, crashing with Betsy's family at this point. Probably, That feels good to me, just so we don't have to deal with, like, hey, what does that look like? You know? (laughs) I don't really want to have to examine that home situation too closely, so I think that it might be nice just to sort of hand wave that one a little bit. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. But in terms of other things that are true about the world, uh, it is still the same summer, immediately following your graduation. Um... Howie's been working in the car garage. Jeremy's been working at the diner. I think we even established that Betsy is, like, doing part-time work at the library. So that is sort of where everything is at. Any questions before we jump in? No. No. No? Okay. Cool. In that case. Evidently, it is summer. 
<laughs> in Alaska, and it is just after the graduation of all of you from Revenant High School. As previously mentioned, Howie has been spending his summer working in a car garage. Howie, there is a uh, a car that has sort of been your your pride and joy this summer, I think, and I would like to sort of figure out what this car looks like with you. Oh, he has a hot rod. Oh <laughs> some sort of some sort of real fun hot rod situation, like hmm. um. <laughs> like, I don't, is it a muscle car? Is it a convertible? Like, what do you got going on here? Um, let's see. Let's take a look at the Wikipedia for the American automobile industry in the 1950s. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. Was the Batmobile in the 50s? Hold on. Um, what? I'm thinking of a, a Corvette that specifically. It's a simple question. Like the Was the Batmobile in the 50s? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Was it a 56? I mean, Batman comic books. I mean, Batman comic books already existed, yeah. But did the Batman. Did the Batmobile. I don't know. Shit. Um, I don't know. I don't know from Batman. I don't know from Batman. <laughs> oh, it's definitely not the 56 Corvette. That's. it. It's a weird car. It looks kind of cool, though. What? What year is it? Fifty six. It's no, fifty six. In, oh. in... It's fifty six. What did you think oh, we were? T- okay. <laughs> this year's not fifty six. The year in the show is nineteen fifty six. Okay. Oh, I thought I, I got confused. I, I, thought I thought Tim was talking about the car. Yeah, I thought he was talking about that car because that's the year that it is. I didn't realize it was the year fifty six, uh, okay. but now I do, and that's a happy little coincidence. Hmm. Alright, um, he probably drives a Chevrolet Bel Air. Let me look this up. It's like the classic like. 1950s um, two-door that that you think about. <laughs> just, just that I think about whenever I close my eyes and dream of a car, it's this one. Well, if you want to pull it up on Google. Oh, unless you're asking me to paint a word picture for our audience. I mean, I would how love you, that. I don't like our. Bel Air. I don't really love making our audience do that much research. What color is it? <laughs> so the Bel Air for our listeners is, um, it looks kind of short, um, like front to back. It's it's not a long car. It has two doors. Um, it's got like the big tail fins uh, that you mm-hmm. uh, see on like whatever. 50s era set movie like not one that was made in the mm-hmm. 50s but is set in the 50s that's right, done later course. and they, tell you they need to let yeah. you know that hey this car is the in the 50s um it's kind of got a curved roof that drops real flat for the in front and it's it's got a whole bunch of chrome and white and bright colors this it looks like one of the cars from that scene where they drag race in greece yeah yes it looks like it should be able to go underwater, but yeah. but it it, it probably does. can't. <laughs> Wait, and it does. What color? What color is Howie's car? Ooh, I think it's probably. Um, I'm gonna say it's like a a, a teal blue. Oh, that's fun. Mm-hmm. Whenever I think of like a '50s car, for some reason, my brain is like, it's red. It that's has canon. Yeah. All cars in the fifties are red. I like the teal. I like the teal blue. That's yeah, fine. That's the reason I didn't go with the red is because every oh. everyone else has a oh, red maverick. Uh huh. So that when we get the fan art, we can tell immediately whether or not they listen to the episode. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could say that uh, Howie's not like the other boys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he really truly isn't. 
I mean, he's really not. He's not like the other boys. He's no. a werewolf. <laughs> he's a what? <laughs> Nothing. I didn't say anything. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> well, in any case, uh, you can you can play with me. You can debate with me in this space if you want. We can shape this together. The mm-hmm. image I'm getting, sort of the the assumption I'm making, is that maybe like. Uh, well, if it is 56 and this is a, a 50s model car, it might be fairly new. But I was sort of thinking maybe this is something where, like, how he was told, you know, that car in the back, like, it's it's busted beyond repair. Nobody else wants it in your spare time. You can work on it. If you get it fixed up, it's yours. Like, kind of a deal. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. uh, that can be then your pet project. Sh- should I just choose a different car then? No, no, no. You certainly don't have to. Um, Again, we can play with a lot to cover we want. I want you to have the car that you want. I think that's going to make this most fun. Um, but we can also figure out some other way of this working. Like maybe you've been saving up your money and bought a brand new car. I, that's also Hmm. totally fine. Maybe it's like, this is the one that his aunt has and Uh she lets him drive it and he's fixing up a different car, um, in, in the shop that will be his. Um, okay. But for now it's like his aunt drops him off at the garage in her Bel Air and then goes and does whatever she does. Um, okay, that could work. Do you like that? It doesn't really matter so much what the circumstances are, provided that there would be a reason why Howie would be able to take this particular hot rod for a for a joy ride, maybe. Okay, sure. Would your would your cool aunt let you drive this car around town? Yeah. Okay. She's take cool. your friends out in your like, cool car. Yeah, she is cool. Yeah. She is cool, but it's like literally in her name. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Then yeah, it can be a Bel Air, and I think that's great. This this beautiful teal uh, envy generating machine. Um, it's definitely the coolest car in Revenant. Oh, absolutely! Like, and I, I think for that reason, um, maybe it, it is a very salient pop point for your for your aunt to have it because nobody else in Revenant would have a car like this. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that that I think is is very fair. It's instantly recognizable, and there are probably a handful of other folks in town who are uh, car heads. Maybe not to the extent that Howie is, but who also like see this thing and appreciate that that fine piece of machinery. Sure. Okay. Great. So, uh, I think that whatever the circumstances are, um, maybe you are, uh, maybe you're you're on your lunch break at work for the day, mm-hmm. and. I know that uh, Lillian for sure comes to visit you. Do the other two of you also want to tag along? Do you want to be a part of this conversation? Sure. Um, There's no quintessential reason why the party would have to be split. You can be here if you want for this plot instigating action, or we can just sort of establish some details and move things along. Let's have a little lunch I'm party. happy for Betsy to be there or not. Yeah. I know I'm pulling the curtain way back and giving you a lot of plot authority. Maybe Betsy's hanging out and drinking a Coca-Cola from a glass bottle. Because they do that. Because that's what they do at this point in time. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay, let's say- Having a fun summer treat. Let's say all three of you uh, come and bring some some frosty glass bottle Cokes for yourselves and your hardworking mechanic friend. As you- <laughs> God, that sounds so good right now. <laughs> it really does, actually. What, mm-hmm. a, what a simple joy. I miss the <laughs> simple pleasure of sharing a glass bottle Coke with a friend. Um, when was the last time you all shared a glass bottle <laughs> With a friend. Mm-hmm. Thank you for sponsoring us. <laughs> that would, I would love if we could get that sponsorship. That'd anyway. be big. That'd be big for us. That could turn a lot of things around. 
<laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, I think that's a good idea. I think some frosty glass bottle Coca-Colas for my friends. <laughs> With your friends. <laughs> yeah. For my friends. One of whom has been working very hard on his car and, of course, probably needs a beverage. Yeah. And an extra quarter to toss in the jukebox in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay, perfect. So you all show up to the car garage. Um, I... I, I personally picture Howie like rolling out from underneath the car on one of those roll out from underneath the car things because that's just <laughs> he just uses a skateboard. <laughs> he just uses a skateboard. He just uses a skateboard. Uh, what if he uses what if he uses one of the car rolly things as a skateboard? It's not that oh he's using God. a skateboard as a car rolly <laughs> thing. It's that he's using like a that. car rolly thing how as does a skateboard he, in wait, his day to day life. How does he control it? How does he like turn and stuff? Never mind. He probably has a system. He has a way. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually a little known piece of werewolf magic. <laughs> Werewolves get a plus three on dope stunts. Mm-hmm. Ah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's again, it's an advantage of the playbook. But anyway, <laughs> this really is just supposed to be initiating action. So you roll up to the car shop. Howie is there. You have your frosty glass bottle Cokes. And uh, it's it's just about just about the lunching hour for the day. So... I don't know, maybe we can get some cool sound design in here, some people coming into a car garage. Ryan, make your thing happen. It always <laughs> it always does a lot in post. Sort of brings our act together in a way that I'm oh, I thought a very you were big expecting me to make I thought you were expecting me to make some sounds. Is your name I Ryan? Like, I don't know what you Well Yeah, but you didn't say Ryan at first. Here. I think I think we can help Ryan out. Let me grab hold on. I'll be right <laughs> oh back. Hold on. I'm just gonna I'm gonna go over grab it. Tim's fetching a frosty glass bottle of Coca-Cola. Oh, there it is. I, I don't. Okay, here we go. Here, I'm back. And there, there's some metal on metal. You can take that. It's like is someone it? working on the. I don't know. Is it? it doesn't sound like it, does it? It's really cheap pliers, huh? Here's me, Betsy Bennett, taking a real big sip of my glass bottle Coca Cola. <sighs> that sounds like Pepsi, but we'll have to work with it. But by the way, I'm actually drinking cold brew coffee, but it is out of, and I am not joking, a Coca-Cola glass. Incredible. Truly love that. Uh, I love your attention to detail and your presence in the world. Honestly, that's what sets me apart from the other actors. It's the reason you got the gig, kid. Yeah. (laughs) When I come into that audition room, that's what sets me apart. And you know, that that, that makes an impression on a person. On a casting director, like, they notice. Like you, Alex Like Lynn, me, Alex Lannigan. Lannigan. I notice. <laughs> when someone rolls up into my office with a frosty gloss bottle Coke, you better believe I pay attention. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Okay, I'm so sorry. We were doing a show. <laughs> anyway, car garage sound, car garage sound, car garage sound. Hey, Howie. Hey. Uh, oh, that's not his voice. <clears throat> hey, uh, how are you doing? That's aw- that's awful. What <laughs> Wait, am I doing? Hold on. Does Howie say how Bro, are you doing? Out. Sounds like Howie to me. <laughs> time time out. <clears throat> What's Howie's Honestly, voice? Oh my god! <laughs> you do this voice all the time. What do you mean I do this voice all the time? <clears throat> forget forget it. Forget about it. <laughs> okay. Uh, give me the give me the line again. Howie, are you okay? It sounds like you could use the smooth, refreshing taste of a glass <laughs> bottle of Coca Cola. Mm, yum yum. Glug glug glug. 
that's better. There I am. Now I'm back. Hey, uh, hey everybody. Hey. Oh, hey, Howie. You're just not yourself before your Coca-Cola, Howie. <laughs> Howie, you doing? Some of that... Some of that car dust must have got in my lungs. The car dust? Now I'm feeling better after a cool, refreshing glass bottle Coca-Cola. God damn it, this is really just an ad for Coke, huh? I guess it is. (laughs) There's a polar bear just, like, coming down the street. Santa's here. For whatever yeah. reason, he loves Coke. <laughs> he loves Coke. <laughs> he loves Cokes. Well, he was invented by Coca-Cola, so that makes oh, sense. True. <laughs> <laughs> oh, true. I would say he was maybe, like, <laughs> branded by Coca-Cola. <laughs> Not no. a, you know what I mean? I mean our modern conception of Santa. <laughs> I'm sorry, you guys. I, I, I've gone way off the rails here. So we're all friends in a all garage. All friends in a garage, <laughs> drinking on some Cokes. And we're hanging garage. out, drinking our... Uh, <laughs> Our, our drug drink. A drug yeah, dr- oh my bottles. gosh, it does have cocaine in it, doesn't it? Does it still in the 50s? Not at this point in time, not oh, in the 50s. Okay. Oh, okay. Certainly not in the 50s. Certainly. No, not in the 50s. By then, they were not putting cocaine in sodas. All right. You know, Coca-Cola just doesn't taste the same anymore. <laughs> <laughs> that car looks great, Howie. When are you going to take us off for a drive? Uh, whenever it gets out of... The the garage. I've got the other one out in the parking lot. Well, why can't you take this one out of out of the garage? Because I'm still <laughs> fixing it up. Oh. It doesn't run yet. You, you turn the key and nothing, nothing happens yet. Oh, for sure, for sure. Besides, I don't think old man Williamson would want me taking his car for a joyride. Oh, that's his car? I thought it was your car. Well, the one I'm working on right here is his car. Oh. Oh, for sure. Sorry, there's so many cars in this garage. It's, it's a big straight. garage. Yeah, there's at least two cars Yeah, maybe that if I you could count. just, like, point a little bit more clearly. <laughs> hey, guys. Yeah, um, hey, guys. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Are we bad at this? <laughs> yes. No, we're not good. <laughs> hey, guys, what happened? What happened? Oh. Is this what happens when we take too much time off? I think so. I think it is. Oh, my God. What do we do? I don't know. Quick, just do a yes Mm. and. That's all you got to do. Well, anyway, Howie, speaking of, you know, taking us all out for a spin, I don't know if you heard, but there's supposed to be a really beautiful meteor shower tonight. I was thinking maybe we could all drive out to the lake and watch the shooting stars. Oh, that sounds sounds great. great. She was talking to me. She said, oh, yeah, Betsy, well, we, we you talking oh. talk to me? <laughs> she said all. <laughs> I sling an arm around Jeremy's shoulders. Besides, Jeremy and I like to look at the stars, too. Yeah, we sure do. <laughs> with all of our friends with us. And Jeremy puts his arms around Lillian and Howie as well. <laughs> Oh How long are his arms? <laughs> At least five feet long. <laughs> Ooh, so long. And everyone else in town is just like that, Jeremy. Yeah, <laughs> oh, that Jeremy gotta love him. Well, sure. Let's <laughs> let's head to the lake then. Um, at eight o'clock. <laughs> or or we could go now. But I'm just on lunch break, and I would need to be back. Yeah, I'm pretty sure <laughs> yeah, we no, can't let's see. Just go tonight. Yeah, I, I we won't be we'll able to tonight. see the meteors. I can uh... in the day. 
But at night, it's I bet good. I can pick us up some... Oh. <laughs> Sorry, I keep Betsy, talking you over were you. saying something. <laughs> I was going to say, I just I bet I can pick us up some to-go food from the diner or something. I don't know. It'll be neat. It'll it'll like it sounds like the bee's knees. <laughs> the bee's knees, huh? Okay, great. We'll meet back. Um, we'll meet back here at eight. Is that what we're doing? Sure, sounds good. Okay, great. See you guys later. <laughs> All right, enjoy your what, lunch. You're not hours. gonna. You're not gonna finish your glass bottle coke. <laughs> oh, of course. I would never leave a half finished glass bottle coke. Good to the last drop. That's what they say. Well, go on. But you can't drink just one. What's the slogan for Coke again? Loving it. I don't know, but I'm having a panic attack. That's very much not it. Have it your way? (laughs) That's Burger King. I don't know any more fast food. Uh, Do do y'all want to push ahead or do you want to try and pick this up at a a different point? No, let's, let's move on ahead. No, I think we should push through. Okay, great. Because we're finally about to get to the plot hook. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> so you all roll up to the car garage around 8 o'clock that evening. Um, I, I will not make you play through this scene because, frankly, I don't know that this podcast can survive another one of those. <laughs> so <clears throat> you all load up. Um, maybe you have some food from the diner. Maybe you got some, uh, like, a little, a little ice chest with some milkshakes in it, some frosty glass bottle Cokes, if it's not too late in the evening for those. Um, maybe you toss a blanket in there so you can spread it out on the lakeshore and watch the the meteor shower. But whatever the case, uh, you take the, the nice, big, beautiful car, you roll it out to the lake, which is, I don't know, maybe you, I have a map. I'm not going to look at it, but um, I think maybe you're going slightly out of town for this i think it's like let's let's get out and like go for a special little lakeside picnic so maybe you're going to a slightly distant lake whatever the case is i think it's a popular spot that you would have been to at some point before it's not like this is a completely unusual or or unknowable thing but you end up there and it's pretty open field uh you can see the stars reflecting off of the lake shore it there's a nice grassy area where you can spread out your picnic and uh just sort of just sort of hang for a bit I think that the meteor shower is as advertised. You know, there's a lot of beautiful shooting stars, and it does seem to go on for uh, quite some some period of time. So that is sort of the scene where we find ourselves right now, uh, enjoying this. I don't know. I don't want to put the word romantic on all of you because that tends to make things weird where Jeremy is involved. But <laughs> oh, that's totally okay. We can go weird with it. <laughs> <laughs> but also, Jeremy doesn't understand any. Oh of yeah, this. yeah, no, yeah. Okay. But it's romantic nonetheless. <laughs> anyway, so that's where you are. You're on this beautiful lake shore with the shooting stars all up above you, and uh, things are good. Um, I'm imagining that we're, like, out. We, we laid out a blanket or something. That sounds good. Like sitting yep. on the lawn. Mm-hmm. Can Jeremy oh, be yeah. on the hood of the car? Sure, if you want. Sure, yes. yeah, I guess. I want to be on the hood oh, of the I car. Oh, I thought you were asking me since it was... <laughs> oh, you're oh, asking well, permission. I thought, how, Howie, can I get on the, on the hood? Yeah, sure, whatever. It's not my car. Okay, you know, I just, I, <laughs> I, I just thought, you know, like a little bit more elevation, get a little closer, maybe see a little bit better. I'm not sure that the five feet is is gonna make those stars much closer, but sure, go go oh, ahead. I'll take anything I can get. I'm sorry. Is 
Is he on the roof or the hood? The hood. Oh. <laughs> I'm not sure. Those, the, it's those a great. three feet are gonna. It's a convertible, right? Um, sure. Okay. <laughs> so I guess he can't sit on. Yeah, the roof. I really can't. Unless the convertible is up, it does convert. <laughs> it wasn't a convertible. <laughs> Until so there, we just happened. sawed the entire roof off. <laughs> oh my god. Wow, it really is a beautiful night, huh? Sure is. <laughs> Betsy is going to go try to sit next to Jeremy on the hood of the car. Oh, hey, Betsy. Hey. Stars are nice, huh? Sure are. I don't really know what to say about stars. Betsy leans her head on Jeremy's shoulder. Oh, uh, okay. I thought that we were already facing the right way, but apparently you need to tilt your head. Okay. (laughs) And then Jeremy tilts his head to the same way. So it's like the opposite shoulder. (laughs) Oh, yeah, you're right. This is is a better view. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. That's what I meant. Oh, no, Betsy. (laughs) <laughs> does she keep puts on keeps a brave face <laughs> does any uh, uh does jeremy's home planet or culture have any sort of like romantic gestures that he would understand um i have not had the it's time okay the to think no. about what weird customs they would have or I just, I have had the time, I just have not put the thought into that. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I was just curious. I, I don't even know if, like, romance is a thing. Hmm. That's fair. This was, uh, this is a great idea there, Lillian. Yeah, thanks. I, um, I thought it would be nice, you know, maybe just get out of town, get some space, and maybe, um, just breathe, you know? Yeah, are you doing okay? Yeah, I just, it seems like it's been kind of a wild summer, huh? Yeah, lots of uh, eventful ha- happenings. Yeah, that's, uh, that's might be an understatement. <laughs> they don't call me Howie Understatement Goldman for nothing. <laughs> Do they call you that? No, no one calls me that. No one calls you that. No one, no one calls me that. No. <laughs> I think that you are all in the process of enjoying this whimsical little moment uh, when something unusual catches your attention. Oh, does it now? Which is to say that up until this point, the uh, the shooting stars have been what you would expect from shooting stars. You know, these occasional streaks across the sky. There is one, however, that appears to be streaking for uh significantly longer than the others and in your direction mm. and in fact it seems to be uh getting larger almost as if it is oh. falling mm. directly toward you mm. wow i've never seen one get bigger before yeah neither have i that doesn't does this seem like something they're um something they're supposed to do maybe no no it doesn't um maybe we should uh back up uh 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 mm-hmm. 
And you don't have time to do much more than to dodge as the shooting star approaches with uh, ferocity, I would say, and suddenly impacts on the ground close to the car. I think that all of you have plenty of time, if you wish, to uh, like dive off the hood of the car or, or like make a short break in the other direction. Nobody is injured in the fall of this device, nor is the car itself. There is simply uh, a few moments of consideration as this thing begins hurtling towards you, enough time to realize sort of what is imminent, and then there is an impact that shakes the ground a bit. Maybe there's like a dust cloud as this thing, you know, impacts and and everything is sort of settling for a moment as you all process what has just occurred. Hmm. What? Well, what was that? Uh, looks like maybe a star? One of them shooting stars that we were just watching. I've heard so much about. <laughs> <laughs> stars are massive in size. This is something else. I then why know. do they call them shooting stars? They look so small and they fall down to earth. Uh, Howie. You should stick to cars. Yeah. <laughs> that was good. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, just got, I, I've, I've got nothing to say to that. No, Betsy said that was mean. I'm sorry. Oh. I didn't mean that. I'm just it's rule okay. to apologize. <laughs> it's all right. I know. I know. I didn't, I, I'm just a little, I'm just a little frazzled. Oh, why, why are you frazzled? It's a nice night, and we got this giant star thing. This, it just fell right here. I'm a little frazzled too. But what well, is if it? If you're, oh. if you're so smart and know what it is, why don't you go check it out? Me, me, check it out. Okay, maybe oh, I will. You met Betsy. No. Okay. Yeah. Okay, Alex. I would like to roll to investigate a mystery. There mystery. we go. Okay. Yes. Okay. So one second. What's my sharp? What's my sharp? Um. Okay. So I've rolled an eight. Okay, so that's a mixed success. Okay. So you get one hold. You get one hold. Let me pull up my questions. Oopsie. <laughs> You'd think I would have them memorized by now, and you would be wrong. <laughs> okay, so what happened here? Oh, an excellent question. What happened here? I think the first part you already figured out, which is that one of these things that you were observing in the sky uh, did fall to the earth. There's no trickery at play here. That is what happened. However, in terms of what it is, it doesn't appear to be a star, obviously. It would seem to be something much more akin to, like, a meteorite. So it is some Mm. uh, small-ish, maybe we'll say, like, basketball-sized chunk of space rock. uh, And it is glowing bright green. Oh. Should I touch it? (laughs) You didn't roll for that, I'm afraid. (laughs) Okay. I... Would like to touch it. <laughs> okay, you can touch it. <laughs> what happens when I touch it? I think it feels um, really, really remarkably cold. Like, it would probably cause you to want to pull your hand away when you touch it cold. Um, it doesn't immediately cause any damage to your skin, uh, but it, it does have sort of that freeze-dried feeling to it, maybe. Mm. Huh. Maybe there's like a, a small sort of staticky zap when you touch it. Ooh. Whoa, Betsy, you okay? Yeah, yeah, uh, yes, I'm, I'm okay. I just, uh, this is very strange. Strange how? Like, what, what is it? Yeah. I don't know. It's, I mean, look. I kind of wave everyone over to look at the glowing piece. The little, the little, 
little glowy green right. rock. How he goes over. Oh, that's it's strange. So, so right? that's a star. No, Howie, that's not a star. <laughs> this is a this is a meteorite, or it looks like it. Do they normally glow green like that? Mm-mm, I was reading about this. I, I I've never seen anything mentioning them glowing. They give off light when they fall, but that's the that's them entering the atmosphere or. There's other factors at play that I, I don't I don't know anything about them glowing on their own. Oh. Do you think it's like Russian? Oh. I don't know. It it doesn't it seems organic. Like it doesn't it doesn't seem like it was made. But I also don't want to touch it again because it felt strange. Um I wanna touch it. How he's gonna <laughs> Oh, are we both okay. gonna touch it? <laughs> I guess we're both gonna touch it. <laughs> are you guys gonna brush Jeremy's tips? Wait, as you okay, touch I'm the sorry. This is, are, are you both touching it? We're, we both yeah. touch it. Okay, um, Howie, you have the same experience. It feels uh, really, really cold, kind of. Mm-hmm. Again, specifically that sort of freeze dried feeling too, yeah. where the, the external surface of it is like bracingly cold in a way that feels like really, really dry and kind of mm-hmm. unusual. Uh, and then that small sort of staticky zap. I think Jeremy, though, you're fine. Okay, so like you touch it and there's nothing weird about it. So we get the picture. You can that, slap like, your hand on that thing. Yeah. So so Howie and Jeremy both set their hand on it, and then Howie like instantly recoils, but Jeremy just leaves his hand on the meteorite. <laughs> right. <laughs> just like oh, um, I don't feel anything. It just feels like a rock. Well, what? You don't feel that. I mean, it's a rock. Huh. Turn it o- Turn it over. Oh, okay. And then I, I turn it over. Are there any sure. weird bugs it, or anything It's about as heavy as it would look to be. Um, there are no neat bugs or anything. Ah, damn it. I think it looks pretty much the same on uh, both sides. It's irregularly shaped, but about the size of a basketball. It's still glowing green. Oh, it's bigger than I thought. Oh, yeah, sorry. It's a little bit big. I thought it was like the size of a fist. No, I think I said basketball size. Yeah, you did. You probably mm-hmm. You probably did. Um, I could I could be persuaded to, to to go down to volleyball size, but I think it's about basketball <laughs> size. <laughs> but that would Ishinoya be illegal. would want it to be volleyball size. <laughs> what was that? That would be illegal. Yeah, <laughs> volleyball is illegal. <laughs> uh, Jeremy's gonna uh, anyway. Jeremy's gonna pick it up and uh, start kind of sure. tossing it from hand to hand, and just like I I don't know, it's kind of cool. Yeah, and again, it is, like, glowing very green. It's kind of illuminating your face, strangely. Um, but as you were doing all of this, something else happened, which um, may or may not catch anybody's attention. I'm kind of curious. Can I just get, like, a everybody roll plus sharp, and we'll see who has the best score? I got Oof. an eight. Let's see. Okay, so we're all rolling? Yeah. Okay. 2d6 plus sharp. Uh, okay, um, I got a seven. I also okay. got a seven. Okay, so that's a mixed success for everybody, but um, <laughs> Jeremy has looked slightly higher than everybody else. So we'll say that um, as Jeremy is tossing this thing back and forth, there is an unusual uh, flash of light, and it's not coming from like the atmosphere around you. It's like out of the corner of your eye, you sort of see an unusual flash of light, but I'm not going to tell you exactly what it is. This is sort of a mixed success where you notice something happened, but you don't notice immediately what it was. Hmm. I'm going to go and look. At what? At the flash of, (laughs) 
at the flash of light. Okay, <laughs> where are you going to do that? Um, I thought it was in the corner of my eye, so I could just like turn to where it was and go that way. Which way was it? <laughs> you are on a lakeside. Um, there's an orb. You saw a flash of light, but it, again, out of the corner of your eye. If you just sort of start walking, like you're just you're in the wide open air. At the huh. area where you are, I, you can, huh. like, investigate certain things if you want. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I think I get it. Do, do well, you? Well, I get where, I, where, where we're at now. Okay. And perhaps I didn't before, but I do now. <laughs> okay. So. I still don't know what's good. happening. <laughs> but did y'all see that, that weird flash yeah i saw it too i was thinking about going to take a look at it but i don't know where it went (laughs) i saw something but i don't see anything now um so fun fact about betsy i think i mentioned this to you guys previously that like i lost my original betsy playbook so i've sort of had to rebuild what i remember So if this is different from her original playbook on the first summer frights episode i apologize sincerely to anyone who's like pulled out of the fiction by that but <laughs> if that's what had, does it that i don't i've had to rebuild to her them. from scratch but if i'm not mistaken i have um if i'm not mistaken i have a uh i have a third eye okay which means that in a bad situation i can try to t- i can take in like invisible thing like mm-hmm. um it's, when I read a bad situation, I can open up my third eye for a moment, take in extra information. I get plus one hold on any result of seven or more, and I can see invisible things. Okay, sure. Um, but on then on a miss, I still get one hold, maybe, but or I still get one hold, but I'm exposed to supernatural danger. Sure. Um, yeah, go ahead and roll it. Okay, cool. To um, Okay, I'm going to roll to read a bad situation. Come on. Come on! There he okay, is. Okay, it's an... Okay, it's an eight. Okay. Okay, so I get a hold. Okay, great. Now, it doesn't give me specific questions, so do I just pull from the read a bad situation So I questions? think what it means is you just you pull from the read a bad situation, but this is like additional ability boost onto it, where like if something that I wouldn't be able to give you before because you would have no way of seeing or knowing it, like now you have a way of knowing it. So I can give right, you more information got, on your question. Yeah. Because I've got my secret special powers because I am, of course, a teenage witch. Uh-huh, yeah. Got it. Okay. Um, so, so Betsy uh, the Teenage Witch. <laughs> Betsy, the, Betsy Bennett the Teenage Witch. Um, so, okay, no, you know what then? Let me let me go with, are there any dangers we haven't noticed? Obviously, I'm sort of taking that question a little bit sure. loosely. That's fine. But I'm going to give it to you. <laughs> um, thank you. This I isn't strictly that. something you would need the third eye to see, but because you got it, we'll, we'll roll it with a little bit of flavor text this way, and we'll sort of just like change it into something that would make sense for you to notice and not the others too. I think you turn around and you're all sort of like scanning the horizon, trying to figure out what it is you just saw. When um, Betsy, you notice maybe sort of for just like an instant, the same sort of strange green light that you've seen around this little chunk of meteorite, uh, you think you catch for a brief second, like an aura of the same color around the car. And then you notice hmm. the headlights of the car flicker on and off again. Hmm. Hmm. So that, of course, I'm being the gonna... flash of light that you saw a second ago that you didn't know what it was. Yeah. So I am going to maybe just call everyone's attention over to the car. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, Howie, I don't know a lot about cars. 
Um, oh, I do. do. I know you do. Uh, d- does does this car should its lights turn on and off by itself? Um, usually cars don't do that. Okay, I thought so. Because it looks like this one is. Um, should this be something that Howie rolls to know more about, or would he? No, I'm freaking tired of this. The lights turn on and off one more time, and then the engine roars to life, and this car is just, like, mad sinister. It's like, it's the, it, this is an evil car. It's looking at you, evil and you're car. like, man, this car is freaking me out. Oh, there's something not right with that car. <laughs> um, is it a ghost? Yeah. Is it a ghost? Betsy, can you just banish it again? Alex? Alex? Yeah. Does, it ha- does it have, like, big, evil, angry eyebrows? How do we know that it's sinister? <laughs> Um, the, the rims of, like, where the headlights are, there's, like, a little metal rim around the headlight, and, like, suddenly it's bent down into angry eyebrows. The car doesn't have ah. eyes, but, like, the headlights are now okay. eyes. The grill of it sort of turns down a little frown. Do we see it move? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that car looks PO'd. <laughs> really, uh, ticked off. Well, what do we do? What do we do? Uh, that's the... the, the I, I'm... Uh, I don't know. It's just an angry car. Let's <laughs> give it a nice cold bottle of Coca-Cola. Sure okay, calms me down. the car starts to back up and slowly turn toward all of you. Uh, Howie's going forward with the Coke idea. Okay. Howie? 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 He's, he's going to pop a bottle and um, try and... and walk forward towards the car. I don't even know what to make you roll for this. Um, <laughs> well, I'm not doing anything. It's probably I'm just a charm walking. roll. <laughs> Manipulate well, it, person. No, I mean, <laughs> act under pressure because this is like you you are under a pressured situation. You are walking toward uh-huh. a car that is like actively menacing you. Okay. Um, which one is that? Act one under pressure is plus cool. Alright, plus cool. Um, now, could I make the argument that I would have advantage because it is a car and I have experience with cars? Because you have car handling? Uh-huh. Yeah, sure. Why not? Okay. Is that just one more roll? Roll so three roll dice three? and take the two best and then add plus cool. Okay. Uh, that is an 11 we're, plus two. You're <laughs> playing fast and loose with Monster of the Week today. Uh-huh. Sure. Great. You successfully walk towards it with a Coke. What are you trying to do? I'm trying to get it to calm down and have a nice, refreshing sip. Where do of you plan on pouring the coke? I'm gonna pour it into the um, into the gas cap. Into the gas oh my cap. god! Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, because if anything else, if it doesn't cool it off, it's gonna stall the engine. <laughs> well, that's a success. So you act under pressure to get close to the car. All right, buddy. Uh, how are you doing? I'm just gonna. Walk around to the side here, and uh, you won't mind if I pull us pull one out for you, do you? Do you? And how is gonna <laughs> try and move around to the side of the car where the gas cap is? Um. Okay. I think that you uh you you get around there. The car maybe sort of like like what what is happening here? Um. And uh-huh. then you maybe get to the gas cap. You flip open the panel. Uh, I'm going to say that you go to put your hand on the gas cap, and at first maybe the car doesn't realize what you're doing, but when it becomes apparent, uh, it sort of snaps the panel closed onto oh, your beans. hand. 
onto my hand, onto the fingers? Yeah, onto the fingies. Does, does my hand get stuck there? <laughs> uh, no, I think you can pull it away. Okay, your, he's going to do pressure that. roll was very good. It's just like this is not a successful action that you can undertake, but you oh, won't beans. suffer real consequences as a result of it. Oh, beans! Now I'm now I'm close to the car. Well, oh, no. well, man, if you don't want any, then I'm gonna have some. <laughs> do we need to? Do we need to fight? This car? But I mean, that's how he's Ant's car. Like, we can't just, like, fight it. Okay, but if it wants to fight us, I don't know if we have another option. Uh. Uh. I would like to cast... I would like to cast a fire blast at it. Okay. Um, so I'm rolling, uh... I'm You're rolling, rolling kick some ass, but plus weird. Yeah, kick some ass plus weird. Perfect. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And then, let me see how this comes out. Okay, that's a nine. Okay, that's a mixed success. So, you both yeah. take damage, is the way that this works. Describe your fire spell to me. Okay. So, I have my, um... Uh, okay, so I have my, um... I have a focus. I don't remember what my focus is. It's some kind of magical object. It's been a very long time. But, um, so I, I need to dagger? say something. It was your similar. poodle skirt. Oh, it's the poodle skirt. Yeah, my, no, you my poodle, poodle skirt. No, my poodle skirt's my enchanted I, clothing item. It keeps me, it keeps me safe. Like, if something oh, attacks me, I also have, like, right, a, right, 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 a sacrificial dagger or something like that. That was my dagger. That's my focus. Thank you. Um, but, uh, my, my, my poodle skirt just Got means it. that it keeps, I take one less harm. Uh, I do have my magic poodle skirt on. But, um, one second. Never so leave I, home without it. Of course. God, what am I, an animal? All right. So, let me, um, translate some Latin real quick. <laughs> so, uh, I say vehiculum malum, <laughs> which means bad vehicle. <laughs> okay, sure. And I wave my magic knife. Mm-hmm. To cast some a, a blast of fire at the car. Okay, where sort of on the car are you aiming it? Um, I think I'm gonna aim for like the like the hood area. Like I'm trying to get at the engine. Okay, sure. Um, we'll say that you aim this fire blast, and uh, maybe it uh, sh- it does hit. Obviously, I think that you you do some damage. I think you can sort of see it scorching the hood of this car. Um, it then, however, responds by uh, flipping up the hood, at which point it exposes, obviously, sort of the, the inner workings of the car, which I think you you recognize that it it is hurting for as much as an evil car can, like, show pain. It appears to be, like, hissing and bubbling and, uh, and, and recoiling slightly, like, pulling back, but... Um, uh. And I don't know how much Betsy knows about cars, but I, I would think you would be hesitant to maybe shoot open flame at the open hood of this car, as there is a lot of yes. internal combustion element going on there. I think uh, that there is probably some hissing and spitting of oils and fluids inside, and some of it splashes out onto you. Uh, take one harm. Ow! Howie, are you okay? I can see that he's yeah. close to the car. I don't I'm- want him to get caught in this blast there. No, I'm I'm good. Your your well aimed shot avoided me entirely. <laughs> I believe 
<laughs> okay, um, can you get at the hood at all? Like, it's it's open, and I don't know. I don't think I don't think I should shoot more at it. <laughs> As you say that, Jeremy is like running towards the hood, like holding this this no. uh, meteorite above his head, just screaming, oh. and he's gonna try to like slam <laughs> it into the the engine. <laughs> okay, roll to kick some ass. Okay. Well, friends, that is uh, a, a two. It's a two? <laughs> it's a two. Oh, no. no. Oh, no, buddy. All right, are you going to keep it or are you going to use a luck point? No, I'm going to keep it. That's funny as hell. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, you're running toward the car. You're running toward the car with this meteorite held over your head valiantly. Um, I think you are maybe closing in on it when uh, the car sort of accelerates forward a little bit and you realize you have horribly misjudged the distance. (laughs) You sort of stumble to try to, like, readjust for it and end up tripping and falling face first into the car. I love it. Which still has the hood up. Um, I think you drop the meteorite and it sort of bounces off harmlessly behind you. You suffer some uh, pretty significant, I would imagine, burns on, like, your uh, forearms and hands where you catch yourself. Uh, that's gonna be... Do you have any sort of armor or anything? Nope. I'm a little okay. noodle we'll boy. we'll say, uh... <laughs> just a little noodly guy. <laughs> uh, we'll say two harm. Okay. Alright, Howie is going to, um... Turn into a werewolf. Okay. And slash at the car's tires. Okay, sure. Uh, roll to kick some ass. Um, I am not doing it to hurt the car. Okay. If that makes sense. I'm trying to immobilize it so it can't um, zoom on forward and, and run anyone over. Totally. And I get that. But because of like where you are in your proximity to the car, there is potential for both of you to take harm. So I think that got it. Okay. in this case, a kick some ass is probably the most effective role. Sure. Mm, got um, it. Let me see. Because I believe I have a move that lets me kick ass with weird. Yes. Mm-hmm. Nice. Okay, that is a nine plus three. Wow. Okay, nicely done. So tell yeah. me exactly hey, what you want right. to happen in this circumstance. Um, so I'm guessing that Howie is kind of near the back. Um, so he's gonna slash the. I- I'm imagining he's on the the driver's side. Okay. Um, on the back, so he's gonna slash that wheel, and um, if you will allow it, um, slash running up. Um, the front wheel on the driver's side as well. Is that okay? Mm, I'll allow it. Okay. If not, um, I would like him to move up to where the engine is because um, Betsy pointed out something was up with the engine. So I just kind of imagined him like running his whole claws along the side and, totally. and getting both tires on. Yeah, the way I up. love that. So since you said you don't, you're not really trying to deal like harm to uh-huh. the car in, in that way. I will say that you can either choose to take out both wheels that you are aiming for, or um, you can choose to remain completely unharmed as you do this. There, there has to be a little bit of a trade-off, I think. Sure. So you can either choose to remain completely unscathed and get the one and then make your way up toward the front, or you can choose to take out both tires, both tires with one go and suffer some mm-hmm. damage on the process. Yeah, I'll, I'll suffer some damage. Okay. Uh, you snag the first tire. Uh, there's like the hissing sound as, as air is suddenly forcibly ejected from this tire. And then you like drag your claws along and you 
make your way up to the front. I think that the car, you can sort of feel it underneath your hands start to turn towards you, sort of to twerk in that way. And you manage to catch the second one as well. You hear that pop and feel the rush of air before the driver's side door opens violently and throws you back uh, for two harm. Oof. Howie says that too. (laughs) (laughs) I would imagine so, yeah. I sort of envision you uh, like not somersaulting implies a certain level of grace. I think you are spent sort of tumbling (laughs) Tumbling. backwards. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Am I up towards the engine though? Um, well, you are... Or did it, like, stop me... Front to back. Front to back, you are closer to the front Uh of the car than the back of the car. But uh, side to side, you are now several feet away. Okay. All right. That's that's fine. If that makes sense. Yeah. Your proximity to the car has... uh, You are further away from the car, but placement-wise, you are closer Mm -hmm. to the front. That makes sense. Yeah. Who else wants a turn? I mean, I could come out that car again. Go for it. Um. Do a spell, Betsy. You got this. Actually, I don't know if I'm going to do a we spell don't... or if I might just run at it with the knife. <laughs> also, do, do we want. do we know that you're a witch? I thought that was a secret. <laughs> oh Wait, so we've just seen fire just come from nowhere. And like have this point. Well, I've definitely done magic around you guys in the past. I thought you had always explained it that you you were praying because your family is very 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 Catholic. Yeah. (laughs) So So this is just the smile of God. I'm I'm just trying. I'm just trying to remember if we've established that we know that you're magic. I genuinely don't remember. I don't remember. I'm I'm a big bad loser at this. No, Uh it's it's you're not. Let's just say that, yes, we, we know. Like, I think at this point, if, if you can turn into a werewolf in front of us, I think we can all just, We've, you know. Yeah. Maybe we haven't put words to it, but you guys know I I have I have some kind of magic-y stuff going on. Okay. Sure. But inexplicably, but either way, I don't, inexplicably you still do I not think, know that Jeremy is an alien. No, right. no, no, no. No one knows Jeremy is an alien. He's the only, in fact, we make a lot of jokes about how you're the only normal one of the three of us. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, if only. Like, so funny how this regular guy ended up friends with a witch and a werewolf. Um, yeah, totally normal. <laughs> anyway, I think perhaps it's not a good idea to use fire on the car. So I might just run at this sucker with a ni- with my knife. Because shanking sure. it's going to be better. Am I allowed? Yeah. Well, I mean, like, maybe, like, try to, like, break apart, like, a. Important oh, yeah, piece. like the like, belts I don't or know. something. Yeah, this is sort of an opportunistic moment. I mean, two of its tires on the one side are slashed, so it's not completely immobilized, but uh, Howie certainly did do some good there in getting it. I'm going to try to slash one of the other tires, so get it as immobilized as I can. That's definitely going to be a kick-some-ass roll, so... Okay, cool. And this time, because I'm not using a spell, I'm going to just roll tough. Correct. Okay. Oh, I have some bad news. Oh, no. Oh, no. That's a four. Oh, (laughs) no. Oof. I'm going to take it. Okay. I'll take the four. Alrighty. So, uh, describe wait, sort quick of... question. When yeah. it gave me one damage before, was that, like, it should have given me two and then you subtracted one damage from it, or... When I give you numbers, I am giving you hard numbers. You then apply your own modifiers to them. Okay, got so, it. So, I technically didn't take any damage right. because so it's you minus are, one damage. You're unharmed because of your one. Okay, yeah. cool. So, I'm doing good. Okay. Yep. 
So describe um, your approach to me as you as you try to get up toward this thing to slash the tire. Yes. Yeah, I think I'm going to try to sort of book around the side. Okay. So that it's not going to, if it decides to zoom forward at me, it will not hit me with its body. Which tire were you trying to get to? Uh, which tires are already slashed? The two tires on the driver's side have been slashed. Okay, cool. Then I'm going to try to swing around passenger side and get one of those. Toward the front or the back? The, toward the front, like the side of the front. Like I want to get to the side of it so it can't zoom forward into me, mm-hmm. but like get around just to right to the side and like get in there. Sure, definitely. I think as you sort of dart around the front corner to try to get toward it, um, it tries to immediately rev forward towards you, maybe uh, not quite yet realizing the impact of the damage to the two wheels on its driver's side. So it is not able to lurch forward at you in the way that otherwise would have. Instead, it kind of spins. And I think the car almost like... You don't get run over because it's not head on, but I think the car sort of like turns as it tries to move forward and you are somewhat bodily slammed off to the side by the the front side of this car. Luckily, you are not caught by like the hood or any of the internal works and things. Um, I think there is sort of a split second of fear there maybe as things are churning and and revving and steaming inside of the hood, which is still up. But uh, the front corner of the car maybe does catch you and toss you backwards. You'll be fairly bruised in the morning, I think. And that's probably going to be... I would say that would probably be like a a two harm. So with your enchanted skirt, which keeps you a little bit safe, um, you're only taking one harm, but it does does knock you back. Mm -hmm. I also think that now at this point you are what we would in a different game consider to be prone. You know, you're sort of flat out on the ground, so you're going to be at a little Got bit it. of a disadvantage trying to move around for whatever you want to do next. Got it. Okay. So I'm I am down for Betsy down. Oh no, Betsy <laughs> down. Um, I think Jeremy is going to try to go for this meteorite again and try to grab it. Um, okay. Can he like accidentally realize something while picking it up, or like can sure. I roll in? Sure. What do you want to accidentally mystery? realize? I want to, like, investigate a mystery on this rock, but not knowing. Does that make sense? Uh, yeah, we can do that. Okay. Totally. Uh, Are so- you... I will... So, what? what is Tim trying to find out about this meteorite? I have no clue. Well, if there's any type of, like, connection from the meteorite to you the You just car. want to divine some sort of strange information. Yes. You don't know what it is. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I want Jeremy to have, like, um, some realization about this. Some specifically Jeremy realization that, like, only Jeremy could have? I guess. I don't know. I don't know what that means. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out, basically, if I want you to roll sharp or weird. Oh, okay. Um, I'm trying to figure out if you're trying to have Jeremy... Uh, realize something about like his positioning and like strategically what he can do like see an opportunity or if you were trying to have jeremy be like ah i remember on Uh, globetar seven for my third birthday when i got a meteorite (laughs) (laughs) like i don't know what you were going for here no i I want him to realize more something like strategically so that he can invest fight or like do something to hurt the car that's Okay, then then yeah, then okay. that's going to be like a read a bad situation. Okay. Uh well, I got a 10. Okay, nice. So you get uh what? Two holds, three holds? I think that's two. I don't have it right in front I of me. I think it's two holds. Um what were the questions again? I don't have the sheet in front of me. <laughs> Does anybody else have them up? 
Oh, yeah, I do. Sorry. Um, questions for Investigate a Mystery? Uh, read a Bad Situation. Read a Bad Situation. Um, I have, yeah, what's the best way in? What's my best way out? Are there any dangers we haven't noticed? What's the biggest threat? What's most vulnerable to me? And what's the best way to protect the victims? Uh, what's the most vulnerable? What's the most vulnerable? <sighs> um, well, I think the the thing to realize and maybe sort of the the realization that you have just from, like, how he's moved with the tires is that evil car or not, it is still a car. Anything that would stop a car from functioning will stop this thing from functioning. So uh, the move earlier with, you know, trying to ruin the gas tank um, would have been useful. Uh, anything that can take, like, the engine out of commission would be useful. Maybe you could smash a headlight or a window and get some use out of that. Um, but basically while this thing is being animated in some way, it is still functionally car. It does not have any components which are beyond car components. Okay. Um, can I chuck the meteorite into the engine area trying to mess with some of the gears and stuff in there? Yeah, totally. Okay. Well, You also gonna... have another hold, though. Yeah, I don't, you I have don't, another hold, I don't though. want it. You don't want it? Yeah, throw it away. <laughs> don't throw it away. It. Okay. <laughs> well, we will hold it because that's what you do with holds. Okay. <laughs> we will not no. just delete it. <laughs> Throw it away. Uh, okay. Oh. So you're just gonna you're gonna chuck the meteor right? I'm huh? gonna chuck it right at the engine parts. Okay. Um. Let's do this as a. Uh, what's better for you? You're tough or you're cool? Uh, cool is better, but it won't make a difference. I've already rolled these dice, and it's a four. <laughs> oh no <laughs> okay um well let's i i do just you want to i feel like the it just goes a little bit short of the of the car it's a little okay. heavier than i thought it was <laughs> that's very good but a four there does have to be some sort of negative consequence so basically what i'm looking well, for here is is the consequence that you're interested in taking Jeremy getting hurt or getting think, in the way of your teammates? I think, <laughs> could I just, like, draw the car's aggression? Like, it sees, it knows. <laughs> you want to aggro the evil yeah, car? it knows that I <laughs> tried to throw this meteorite at it, and it's angry at me now. Sure, why not? We'll do that. Um, but you are going to have to take some harm <laughs> somehow. Oh, yeah, that, that so was a super, I don't think it's just super going to be like throw. I pulled something in my shoulder. <laughs> Jeremy oh, harms no. himself trying to harm the car. <laughs> no! Oh, no. <laughs> you drop it on your toes. Jeremy, <laughs> no! Owie! Jeremy, no! It's almost um, like Owie, but without the H. <laughs> I think you go to throw this thing, um, and yeah, it is a little bit heavier than anticipated. You do be working with those little noodle arms, <laughs> um, and you are on, like, maybe uneven territory uneven terrain you know you're outdoors there's like rocks and things underfoot um so just a perfect storm of consequences here and uh maybe there's like some oil on the grass or whatever whatever the case is there is a truly spectacular moment of physical comedy as you try to throw this thing and simply just beef it um it's it's a disaster in motion (laughs) i think the consequence though this thing does sort of turn its ire to you but also you were directly in front of it to begin with, so... Yeah. No. <laughs> no. Um, 
Let's see, what ranged attacks does a car have? Hey, is Lillian still here? Yeah, Lillian doesn't have, like, a lot of combat to offer. <laughs> no, I know, she I just wanted to know if she was good. <laughs> no, she's fine. She is sort of, like, at a distance. Maybe she's helping Howie to his feet. Um, okay, I just wanted to make sure she was yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, she's there. Um, shoot, maybe we just go, like, real goofy, and this is, like, a like a Herbie fully loaded situation. It just, like, squirts some oil at you, and it gets <laughs> in your yeah, eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I love that. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what happens, probably. I think that's probably gotta be what happens. So, like, you see the eyebrows on the headlights, like, turn real far down, and it goes, like, <laughs> and, and it, it shoots a stream of... Just onto my eyes, so now I can't see as well. Yeah, exactly. Oh, no. <laughs> oh buddy. Oh, buddy. Who's up oh, next? No. Yeah, who's up next? Betsy's um, on the ground. I am. Uh, I guess I am. Yeah, I'll, I'll run over to if I'm back on my feet. Yeah, we'll say um, that while this was happening, in these split seconds, uh, Lillian rushed in and helped you up to your feet. Yeah. You're the furthest away of anybody. You have a, a few feet between you and the car, and you are on its, like, you're not in its field of vision, we'll mm-hmm. say. Okay. Um, let's see. How strong am I? How strong are you? How you strong are, You're in wolf form. I don't know. Have we talked about this before? I know you have superhuman strength, no. but I don't know how superhuman. Yeah, uh, well, it depends if we're doing weird or tough. Okay, what are you trying to do? Um, I was gonna pull the car into the lake. <laughs> that would be weird, I think. Um, just suplex think, it into the lake. <laughs> is your weird better uh-huh. than your tough? Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 then, then we would do weird, I think, justifying this as, like, you're using your werewolf strike, because this is... Okay. Well, I'm not going to say it's not something you would try if you were just human flavor, <laughs> Howie, because it might be. Oh, yeah. But, uh, He's a strange lad. But the results would be distinctly different, so we'll lean into the weird here. All right. Then um, Howie is going to sneak up from uh, the blind spot in the uh-huh. car um, and uh, grab on to the driver's side where, well, hang on. Am I still on the driver's side? You are still on the driver's side, but you are, like, off to the side. So uh-huh. the way I'm picturing it is that you probably pulled up the car and parked it, um, like, a, a reasonable distance, we'll say maybe 10, 15 feet back from uh-huh. the lake itself, okay. uh, facing the lake, and then that you, like, put out your blanket and everything and, and had your little picnic situation. Mm-hmm. Came over, checked on the the weird meteorite, and then all this sort of popped off. So I think right now... Um, which which part of the car is facing the lake? I think, I think the front of it is what I had been assuming. Okay, still the front. Yeah, but that can be untrue. I, you haven't needed to know that information, so we can sort of retcon it. Well, I was going to pick up the side that still had the wheels on it. Uh-huh. And because that way it won't be able to try and drive because the wheels that work will be up in the air. Sure. If you're going to do that, you are going to have to go all the way around the car because the wheels that are not there are not there because that's the side you attacked it on. All right. Can I try and sneak around the back? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's going to be an act under pressure. Okay. Which is cool Cool. again, right? Unless you have werewolf invisibility or something. That's, you're not going to believe this. That's a, that's another 12. That's amazing. Okay. 10 plus two. Sure. Why do you get all okay. the good rolls, so, Howie? 
I don't know. These <laughs> these uh, these dice are are awesome. They don't call them what? Howie Good Rolls Goldman for nothing. Uh-huh. He's got those lucky dice. Uh, these are the critical bits dice. Oh, so yeah, ah. yeah. Critical hits from Critical Bits. Listen to Critical uh-huh. Bits podcasts. They're great. Yeah, they also they have a Herbie themed villain. <laughs> I do. Uh, so it's fitting. Truly um, so wild. I'm gonna do a little sneaky sneak um, mm-hmm. around the back, and then. Um, try and lift up the the wheel side of the car and drag it towards the like. So I will do whatever <laughs> rolls that are necessary. Okay, so you're picking up like the two wheels that you got were both on the driver's side. Uh huh. So when you say you're picking up with the side of the car, you're talking about a long side. You're not even just talking about like the front or the back. You're talking about picking up the entire passenger side of a car and dragging it into I guess it would make more sense to pick up the short end. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Then I'll I'll pick up the 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 tail. Okay. And then what do, what do I need to do? Uh let's roll weird for this. Let's roll your your werewolf strength. That is a 9 plus oh you, I I promise I'm not cheating. <laughs> I promise I'm not cheating. I believe so. you, Andrew. I believe you. Okay, because I rolled like three twelves in a row now. <laughs> in a row. Describe to me the epic process of you yeeting this evil car into the lake. Yes, I wasn't please. imagining it so much as a yeet as like a, if I'm going in, you're going with me kind of okay, thing. Okay, sure. Oh, do dang. It. So, so I'm going to pick it yeah. up and, and while it's one working wheel is squealing on the ground, I'm going <laughs> to kind of drag it in and say, you're... Uh, go uh, back to the hell car. <laughs> Good one, Howie. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Gee whiz, Howie, that was great. <laughs> now who's the creature creature from the Black Lagoon? That's a monster movie. And I'm going to drag it into the drag it into the lake. Okay. Give me a minute. I'll think of a better <laughs> So you're just there holding this car while it's furiously trying to go forward. <laughs> just uh-huh. trying to think. And of... I'm saying, no, wait, just wait. <laughs> wait a second. Hang on, wait. Uh, uh, caution. caution. <laughs> S- slippery when wet. <laughs> I'm going to drag it in. There it okay. is. You, uh, you, you pull it into the lake, and it is uh-huh. truly a tremendous and incredible moment. Um, Herculean, <laughs> just I might a Herculean say. moment, and an epic success. Uh, desperately, sort of scrabbling for one-liners the entire time, and uh-huh. it is a, a glorious <laughs> sight to behold. I think that you you pull this thing back into the water, and um, it is sort of trying to fight you the entire way. You know desperately attempting to anchor itself with that one functional wheel that's still making any contact. The closer you get to the lake, the muddier it gets, and that wheel sort of labors more and more to spin. Um, And eventually, after much deliberation, you do manage to pull it far enough under that water starts seeping through the cracks. And this thing is, is bubbling and hissing, and there's furious, like, oil spitting out of the hood and into the water and, like, clouding up. Uh, there is some lake pollution going on, and you all are going to have to sort of deal with the fallout of that. But mm-hmm. <laughs> otherwise, I think watching this thing sort of eke out its dying breaths as it as it pulls as it's pulled under the water is uh, 
a, a horrifying and victorious sight to behold. Oh well, hold on. How he is? How he is gonna? How he's gonna resurface and shake like a wet, like a wet dog? <laughs> hold on. Betsy's gonna pull. Hold on, you guys. Betsy okay. pulls herself. Uh, oh. Jeremy's gonna go up to the car, and he's gonna pull back okay. the uh, the the roof um, to make uh-huh. it a convertible, and then inside, it's Mr. Williamson from the garage. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! This move what? now? Oh, For the first time in five Oh my god, Tim, can I tell you something? Every single fucking time I write a Summer Frights episode, I leave you an escape hatch and I try to make it so that that could work. This is legitimately the first time I've ever forgotten that that move existed. And now you're gonna pull this bullshit? Oh my god. You're gonna do this now. I'm doing it now. Do it. Tell the people about the move. So let me just read the move. What is happening? Uh, Unmasked. When you have a monster captured or at bay, you may explain it's not a monster at all, (laughs) but a specific person in a mask. You must explain the real reason for all the seemingly unnatural events that you've seen. Damn it. Oh, I don't know. No, you can do it. Okay. No, you got this. You got this. You got this. While we were eating lunch, Mr. Williamson worked on your aunt's car and made all these animatronic headlights. And you couldn't see him because he limo tinted the windows. He was so jealous about the fact that he doesn't have any friends to share a cold, refreshing (laughs) glass bottle of Coca-Cola with. Betsy, Betsy sits up and goes, Mr. Williamson from the garage? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what do you have to Lillian say? Lillian steps forward and, Mr. Williamson, were, were you wearing a suit made of cardboard to blend in with the passenger seat this entire time? What does he say? Yeah, and I would have gotten away with it, too. <laughs> <laughs> if it wasn't for you damn kids and that dog... <laughs> and how he's like, what? What are you talking? What? <laughs> that's no dog. That's my friend. <laughs> oh wait, Mr. Williamson, how did you make that meteorite fall out of the sky? That's the only thing I don't get. He says, "What meteorite?" <laughs> you look down and at you your pull empty off hands. the hood, and it's also Mr. Williamson. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> You pull the mask off the meteorite. <laughs> I actually like the idea that the meteorite just happened to also fall around the same time. I do too. It's, uh, it's completely unrelated. It's just a little red herring. Um, so, unless, um, unless I was going to say, what? unless Alex, you don't want to do that. Oh yeah. Uh, no, this is canon now, as far as I'm concerned. Cool. Okay. So. We all just sort of are sitting there looking at each other, and, oh, and then Betsy I says, do have to "So, roll. Uh, I do have <laughs> oh, to roll. You have to oh roll my for god, that. damn it! It's a fucking five. <laughs> use just a luck use point. luck. Just Spend use a luck, luck point. point. Oh, but I don't want Jeremy to ever use luck. <laughs> well, Timothy. Yeah, it's either that or wait. Okay, <laughs> None uh, of that on a happened. miss, on a miss, the monster gets an opportunity to create chaos while you explain your incoherent, incoherent, incorrect. Sorry, deductions. So it's actually not Mr. Williamson at all. It's just this actual monster that we've been fighting. 
Oh my god. So Jeremy was just wrong. Jeremy's just completely dead ass wrong. So Jeremy just basically, like, to summarize what just happened now from that role, Jeremy walked up to the car and opened the convertible top. Without looking at it, he confidently announced, it's Mr. Williams from no the garage, the only to look down and there is no one in the seat. <laughs> Jeremy, what are you talking about? It's Mr. Williamson, can't you see? And he looks over and, like, it's just an There's empty no driver's seat. There is no one there. Jeremy, sweetie, did you hit your head? Well, I did pull okay, my shoulder. Let me give you, let me give you this though. I think uh, the car is is being pulled back in and it's sort of writhing and spitting and hissing. Jeremy confidently goes over, <laughs> declares that Mr. Williamson is the evil behind all of this, and rips open the convertible top. There is no Mr. Williamson to be found. However, the car up until this point was sort of struggling to pull itself back onto land. The instant the convertible top is open, water just begins rushing in. The car sinks to the bottom like a stone immediately. <laughs> and the threat is defanged. Incredible. <laughs> <laughs> so we did still defeat it. Yeah. I don't want to be that person. Betsy just kind of looks around at the group. But how are we going to get home? <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Williamson owes me a car. <laughs> it was definitely him, right? You like, keep telling yourself no, that, you, Jeremy. You all saw that he was there, right? I'm not just... That was Mr. Williamson. There was no... Let's, let's see about getting you a milkshake. Oh, milkshake sounds actually pretty nice right now. Well, we better get going. It's going to be a long walk. <laughs> And the four of you uh, begin walking off from the lake, the stars twinkling above. I think we sort of uh, like pull back and we get this beautiful shot of the silhouettes diminishing and your chatter uh, sort of winding down. And then maybe we pan back down to the meteorite and it sort of like glows a little bit. And I don't know, winks? <laughs> what? <laughs> With what eye? <laughs> None. I just like that when like there's a weird tongue-in-cheek mm-hmm. thing it, at like, the end of a cartoon. It I think it should a wink. Bit. Yeah. I think it should. It winks, and I will not explain that further. 